0: excited today. I'm excited because all over the earth, all over the earth, not just in pockets, friend, all over this globe, Jesus is calling sinners to repentance. He is still today, this very moment, he is transforming hearts all over the planet. He's still healing the sick. He still opens the eyes of the blind. He still is comforting the brokenhearted. And today, at this very moment, somewhere around the globe, he is setting a captive free by the power of his Holy Spirit. He is still moving. Friend, he's making the weak strong. He's making the poor rich. And he's at work right here at Lighthouse in your life and in mine. I'm telling you today that you are going to see an acceleration of his work in our midst. How is it going to happen, you may say. And as I was praying, you know, sometimes I say things and I'm like, God, how is that going to happen? And it reminded me of Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. And he said, call unto me and I will, what does he say? He says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not of. Aren't you getting ready to see some great and mighty things? How does it happen? The way you see great and mighty things in God is when you start to call upon him. I don't know. Did you hear what he said? He said, you call and I'll answer. I'm not going to ignore the phone call. You ever been with someone and someone calls and they're like, man. That's not what he does. He says, you call me, some of you may say, nah, 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 I'm going to block that number. That's not what he says. He says, you call me, and I will answer. I think someone in this house needs to start calling on him right now. Excuse me, I don't mean to be rude, but i got to make a phone call. Excuse me, I don't mean to be offensive, but the most important thing in my life now, is that I call upon the Lord more important than anything else because he makes this promise. He says, if you call me, I'll answer you. Jesus told his disciples in John 16, verse 7, and you can turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 1. He told his disciples, he said, it's for your good that I'm going away because unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send him to you. How is Jesus accomplishing his work? I told you that all over the world, right now, someone's being set free. Right now, someone is receiving their healing. Right now, someone is experiencing new birth into the kingdom of God. At this very instant, somewhere around the world, someone is being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Someone depression and heaviness is lifting off of them at this very instant. For someone, their eyes, they've been spiritually blind. And somewhere around the world, Jesus is opening their eyes to his great love and his mercy. How is he doing that? How is he accomplishing that work? He's accomplishing that work by the spirit that lives and dwells inside of you and me as a believer. You see, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And my Bible says that he ever liveth to make intercession for us. His work on the cross was complete. He sat down because his work is done. He doesn't have to work anymore. He's already defeated death, hell, and the grave. Satan's doom has already been established. His doom has already been sealed. Some people live and think as if Satan still has, you know, like he still has a chance. Friend, Jesus already defeated him. His doom has been sealed. The outcome has already been established. It's established that Jesus has overcome and that he is the victor. I'm glad that you were at least smart enough to join his team. And to come on to his side. Jesus told his disciples in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He says this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Those were the last words that Jesus spoke to his disciples. And when he had finished, he gave them a taste of his awesomeness and power. How many of you have seen the show, the halftime show at the Super Bowl? Whenever they have all of this stuff going on, it's not just someone singing or performing. They give them a show. And when Jesus said those things, he gave his disciples a show. Now, in 50 years listening to people preach, I have not heard anybody focus in on this aspect of it. I want you to think about it. Jesus says, you're going to receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And then he drops the mic, and he ascends into heaven. He dropped his mic, pow. And he ascends up into heaven, and the disciples are standing there looking at him, and they watch him go from the earth up until, the Bible says, until the clouds hid him. They said, I've never heard anyone preaching about that. I'm thinking maybe I should write a book about that. You know what I mean? Who was that guy who wrote The Prayer of Jabez, or leaves like little tiny booklets that then you get a, a shirt, Prayer of Jabez, you get a necklace prayer of Jabez. You get a, a Bible study prayer of Jabez. There's nothing wrong with the prayer of Jabez or any of the other ones. He ascends to heaven and the disciples are standing there and they're watching with their mouths dropped to the point where two angels appear to him and say, what are you guys doing standing here staring up into the heavens? This same Jesus, let me read to you what they said. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, Acts 1-9, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, Why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who was then taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. I think after seeing that, they believed what he said. He said, you're going to receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You're going to be my witnesses. And then he ascends. He drops a mic and he ascends up to heaven. They heard him say things before. But when they saw that display of power, of him standing here on the earth and all of a sudden ascending up into the sky until a cloud hid him from their sight, And then two angels appearing. I'm sure that there was something in their spirit that when Jesus said, you'll receive power and you'll be my witnesses, I think there was something in their spirit that caused them to come alive and to believe him. Well, I tell you today that the words Jesus told the disciples, I declare to you. His word is the same for you today. You will receive power when the spirit comes upon you. Every time the Holy Spirit comes upon a person, power is released in their lives. You can't have the Holy Spirit come upon you without power being released. The first thing I want to talk to you about, and we're going to see here from the text, is the first thing we see is power to proclaim. After the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, on the day of Pentecost, Peter's life was completely changed. The guy who a few weeks earlier denied Jesus... Now stand and proclaims Jesus and him crucified. In Acts 2.14 it says, Then Peter stood up with the eleven and raised his voice and addressed the crowd, Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last day, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Skipping down, and then he preaches Jesus and him crucified. And skipping down to verse 37 It says, when people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sin, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Notice what he says. This promise is for you and your children. And for what? For all who are afar off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. With many words he warned them and he pleaded with them. Save yourself from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized. And about, what's the number? Three thousand were added to their number that day. Power to proclaim. Friends, the results were evident. When people heard Peter preaching the gospel, they were convicted to the core. And in one day, 3,000 were added to the church. When the Holy Spirit is poured out, your words bring conviction. When the Holy Spirit is poured out in your life, your very presence brings conviction to sinners. Don't be surprised when you can't keep your mouth shut. The Bible says that his word will be like a fire that's shut up in your bones, like a fire in your heart and like a fire shut up in your bones, that you'll be unable to keep it in. I don't care how quiet or timid you are naturally. You won't be able to help proclaim what you have seen and what you have heard and what you have experienced. Can I tell you that the words you speak will not be your words, but that the Holy Spirit will speak through you and minister to you to meet the needs of people. You don't have to think about what you're going to say. You don't have to plan what you are going to say. The Holy Spirit will give you those words. Now Here's one of the things. One of the things that power does in a person's life is it makes things that were hard easy. You know what I mean? Think about a vehicle or a piece of equipment. When you add power to that, it makes things, maybe you have a, Dan sells, Dan has a lawnmower business, and, and Dave has a lawnmower business. You know, there's certain mowers that, you, you know, certain engines on certain mowers, and you go to mow, and, and man, it's like struggles. You, you can mow like two feet, and then you got to stop and let the, lift it up. You know, when you get a bigger engine on there, when you get more power on there, it can just go through anything. And that's one of the things about the power of the Holy Spirit upon your life. It makes things in your life that previously were difficult or hard become easy when the power of the Holy Spirit is released in your life. Some of you are facing trials, and what you want to get out of the trial, what you need is you need to allow the Holy Spirit to come upon you, and He'll make that trial, that difficulty, easy, because the Word says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. People think it's just that you'll see people sometimes when the Holy Spirit comes upon them and they shake. And people get kind of weird about that. And they get upset about that. Well, you know, when power comes upon you, there's a response sometimes. I've seen people who I ain't going to do none of that. And the Spirit of God comes upon them and they can't, you know, I don't know what's wrong with me, Pastor. They're like shaking and stuff. I don't know what's going on. I don't, this is good, but I don't know why my hands are shaking. I don't know why I'm trembling. I don't know why I'm crying. It's a response To the power of the Holy Spirit that's in their life. But friend, the power of the Holy Spirit enables you to face things that were so hard before. That they're they're not even a struggle any longer. The the second thing I have is that there's power to part. Everybody say power to part. part. But what was the first one? Power to proclaim. You're going to speak. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I rededicated my life to the Lord at a youth convention. And I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't think I could serve God. I, maybe you can. You probably are more stronger than me. I am weak. I'm telling you, I'm weak. My flesh is crazy strong. My flesh, my, man, my flesh wanted its way. I could not stop myself. But I got filled with the Holy Spirit at a youth convention. And the first thing I did when I got on the van is I told people, man, I I, got, I, rededicated my life to the Lord. I got saved. And I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I got on the bus. I told you this before, as soon as I got on the bus, what did you do? So, Joey, I accepted Jesus and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I could not help but speak of what Jesus had done for me. I could not keep my mouth shut. I could not stop telling people what Jesus had done for me. So there's going to be power to proclaim. You don't have to, a really great message. You just tell of what you have seen and what you have heard and what you've experienced. The second thing I want to talk to you about is the power to part. Now, you say power to part. Acts chapter 2, verse 44. It says, all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And notice what it says. And the Lord added to their number daily. Everybody say daily. Daily, Daily, those who were being saved. When the Spirit is poured out, He enables you to part with earthly things. If the Holy Spirit's not poured out in your life, it's hard to lose touch with some of the things that are so important to us in this world. For some people, that's a bigger miracle than the lame walking and the blind seeing. Uncle Bob parting with $40 each week. You know that they're in full-blown revival if Uncle Bob can part with a few dollars. But when God's Spirit's poured out, The things of this world, hear me, the things of this world lose their grip on you. They take their rightful place in your life. And that's why God is going to be able to bless some of you with great resources. Because you will not consume it all on yourself. Because God's spirit has been poured out on you and those things are not your priority. You have set your heart On things above, you've set your mind on things above. And you instead use those things for kingdom purposes. The Spirit was poured out on them, and they shared with those in need. And people saw this love and this grace of God. And it said, and the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. Every day, people were being saved. Every day, people were being born into the kingdom. The third thing that we see is we see power to perform. That's also in the book of Acts, just right down, in Acts chapter 3. When God's Spirit is poured out, He enables you to perform miraculous signs. Now, you're familiar with the story of Peter and John going to the temple to pray, and there was a lame man there begging. In Acts chapter 3, verse 6, it says, Then Peter said, The guy was looking for alms. He was looking for a few dollars, maybe some spare change to help him get something to eat or to care for his needs. He was dependent upon the generosity of strangers. But friend, we have something better to give them. Peter says, silver and gold I don't have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Do you hear that command? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. That's all he said, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankle bones became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And what happens? They were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Friend, when the Holy Spirit is poured out in people's lives, God doesn't just want you just to get a tingly feeling and to feel good. He doesn't want you just to have an experience. He wants people to be filled with wonder and amazement at the mighty works of God that are on display. My Bible says, I don't know what your Bible says. Some of you might have a different version. But my Bible says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It says that he changes not. Friend, he did not change his name when the apostles died. Some people think that when the apostles passed away, God changed his name. He changed his name from Jehovah Rapha, I'm the God that healeth thee, to Jehovah referral. I'm the God who refers you to a good doctor. He did not change his name. You will not find that anywhere you will not find you will not find out anywhere listen one man other than jesus one man dying 11 men dying does not cause god to change his name or to change his nature or to change who he is he said i didn't say it he said i am the god that healeth thee So whenever, it doesn't matter, the apostles, the apostles' moms, the apostles' cousins, the apostles' neighbors, their brothers, their sisters, could all die, and God does not change his name. He is still Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals thee. He doesn't change. He did not change who he is. Peter had something to give them. And listen to me. Satan wants you to think that you don't have anything to give. He wants you to think, who am I? I'm a nobody. No, no, you, you're not a nobody. You've been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. You have been redeemed by His blood. You have been purchased by His blood. He paid the price for your sins. And then you are a habitation for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit come. And dwells inside of you and me. I don't care if you're 8 years old or 80 years old. I don't care if you're rich or poor. I don't care if you're educated or uneducated. I don't care if you're smart. Or you may say, well, pastor, I'm a little slower. You know what? He works with all of us. The Holy Spirit comes and dwells inside of you as a believer. He said, he said, you see, that he had power. Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Peter had power that was found in the name of Jesus. So he simply commanded him, walk. That same power lives and dwells inside of you and me as a believer. The Holy Spirit, he's not become tired. He's not worn out. Friend, that Holy Spirit is not watered down. He's not, wow, I've had 2,000 years. Oh, it's been, I'm sweating. I think I'm going to take a break for a while. The Holy Spirit, that same Spirit dwelt inside of Peter, lives inside of you and me today. Listen to the words of Jesus. Don't believe me. Listen to his words. Listen to what Jesus said. Very truly I tell you, Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these. Because I'm going to my Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything in my name i will do it now who said that those of you who have your bible the words in red those are jesus's words i want you to hear them one more time very truly i tell you whoever whoever what that means anybody anyone who believes in me will do the works i have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because i'm going to the father And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I'll do it. The Bible says that he took him by the hand and instantly his feet and his ankle bones were strengthened. He went about jumping, leaping and praising God. And if we skip down to Acts 4 verse 4, we see the results. And so, once again, there's an opportunity. God used that opportunity of this lame man jumping and praising God. People stand in amazement. And Peter just simply tells them, it's about Jesus. And look at the results. But many who heard the message believed, so that the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. Do you see that? 3,000 people were added to the church By the time that the lame man is healed, 5,000 men, not women and children, they weren't included in this count, 5,000 men were added to the church at this point as a result of the power of the Holy Spirit. Friend, I just want you to hear this. You. Look to the person next to you. Say you. You. Now, look at your own hands. And say, and, your own, and say, you, you, touch yourself, you, you, me, me. You have been empowered by the Holy Spirit to advance and to grow the kingdom of God. You have been empowered to grow the kingdom of God. You have what you need. You have everything that you need to advance and to grow the kingdom of God. Now, this is why I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I just wish your eyes would be open. That's all I wish. I just wish your eyes would be open to the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside and dwells inside of you. I don't mean to lecture you, but I wish some of you would quit putting out the Spirit's fire because the Holy Spirit tells you, talk to that person, say something to them. God's telling you to help somebody, to give to somebody. You're like, I, I don't know. I you was know, just kind of feeling like maybe. I don't know if this is the Lord or if this is me. I feel like I'm supposed to like pray for this person, they're sick, and I, I don't know. Just stop and do it. Just step out and watch God perform miraculous wonders through your hands. Jesus said, now, th- two things Jesus said. He said, you're going to receive power when the Spirit comes upon you. As a result of this power, you're going to be my witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, all around the world. As a result of this power... That I'm releasing in your life you're going to be my witnesses all over the world can I tell you that people in here if you will simply believe that the other verse that we read where Jesus said to him, very truly I tell you whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and they'll do what even greater things like Jesus raised the dead he healed blind eyes what did Jesus say to you Whoever believes in me, he'll do the works I've been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And also at that time, he talked about, in John 14, he talks about sending the Holy Spirit. And I'll do whatever you ask in my name. Why? So that your life will be easier? No, power is going to come upon you, and life is easier when you have more power. You don't need that. Power is going to come upon you so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. I'm going to answer your prayers so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. That people are drawn to Jesus. So I want to pray for you, and I want to conclude with a prayer. And I'm going to ask that, first of all, that your eyes be opened. You know, it's almost like you have a four-wheel drive that you didn't even know was there. You've been stuck in things and you didn't even know it was there. All you have to do is just engage the power that's inside of you, the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of you. All you have to do is quit putting out the Spirit's fire. Well, is that me? No, dude, that's not you. That's God. He's speaking to you. Is that me telling to reach out to that person, to minister to that person, to pray for that person, to do this good deed? That's the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to ask that God would open your eyes, but then I'm going to ask that God would pour out His Spirit upon you. And that you would simply receive the power of His Spirit. So Father, today, I thank you that you're opening eyes even now as I pray. I thank you that you hear me when I pray. And you answer my prayers and you're a good God. And I thank you that right now you're opening the eyes of people to show them the impact that you want to have through their lives to touch this world. Not just for themselves. But I pray today, God, that people's eyes would be opened, that greater things than these shall you do because I go to my Father. Lord, that they would understand that you have great things that you want to work and accomplish through them. And I also thank you, Father, for the words of Jesus that he said you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And I declare that over them today, that they will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. As your Spirit comes upon them, Lord, you will make them your witnesses, and we will have living testimonies of the power of God at work in our lives. So we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, hallelujah.